Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. This week, my very special guest is a gentleman by the name of Bradley Rice from Talent Staffer in Houston, Texas. Bradley has worked in the tech ecosystem for over 10 years and became one of the highest paid tech professionals in the world, making over 225000 working just 20 hours a week. Although this incredible career positioned him at the age of 31 to retire, he was determined that he wasn't done with his professional career and started Talent Stacker as a service to put others on the same path that led him to his financial independence. Bradley has helped over 30,000 individuals start their tech careers with no degree, no tech background, with starting uh, average annual salaries of over 70,000 in an average of five months. What an amazing uh, uh, business you've got, Bradley. Welcome to the show, Bradley. Certainly is a pleasure having you on, sir. No, the, the pleasure is all mine. So th- thank you so much for having me on. And, and hopefully we can, you know, share some information with the audience today that will improve their lives or, you know, at least give them something to think about. Absolutely. With, with what, what I just said out about your background, Bradley, there's a lot to think about for a lot of our listeners, I'm sure. Obviously, you've helped a lot of people start tech careers. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your own background and, and how you decided to start Talent Stacker to help others land entry-level tech jobs, Bradley? Yeah, so I personally feel that I've had a very fortunate or blessed or lucky or whatever you want to call it life, um, especially, you know, coming out of college with no real direction. Um, and, it, you know, I, I didn't understand how to apply for jobs. I didn't understand what jobs I should be looking for or what made me different from the other 2000 people who just graduated with me from the same college, living in the same town. And so when I came out, I really didn't know what to do. And I ended up tripping and falling, long story short, into a job as a junior Salesforce administrator. And this is basically someone who works behind the scenes at a company and helps them streamline their processes and make the business more efficient. And I had the fortune of working under a senior Salesforce administrator. And when I joined, I was making about $30,000, $35,000. And to me, that was great. Out of college, I had a 401k, I had healthcare. Um, and that was about as much as I could ask for. And I was just ready to get my feet wet and get moving and, and see what I could accomplish, uh, still being pretty naive about careers in general and, and how you move forward and the politics involved in a lot of businesses and things like that. So what I did was I, I had some really great mentors um, and, and they basically said, hey, Brad, as a Salesforce professional, this is not just a job. This is a career. 
Like there are people out there making an incredible living doing this, working from home. Uh, you really the sky's the limit with what you want to do here. So I, I said, Hey, you know, I've got nothing else going on for me. You know, I may as well, if I'm going to be sitting at this desk 40 hours a week. I may as well make the most of it. Uh, so, so I pushed and I learned as much as I could and I asked questions and I, I made sure to say yes to, you know, lunches with coworkers so I could learn from them and, and just tried to grow as much as I could. And that, that led me to a point where I took a job about a year later, uh, making $65,000 um, and very rapidly moved forward. And by the time I was 27, about five years in, six years into my Salesforce career, I was making $220,000 working 15 to 20 hours a week. And there's a lot that happens in between that. And we can dive in as much as we want, or, or we can just let it, let it lie. But um, I uh, ended up starting my own independent consultancy, uh, working with clients on the side. Uh, and, and that's how I got my income to that level. But even for a typical Salesforce professional, like before I went out on my own, I was making about $130,000 to $140,000 plus bonuses, uh, just working a full-time job as a consultant, fully remote, uh, and respected for the work that I did. So it was a wild ride. Um, I went a lot of different ways in that, you know, six year period. And that's sort of what created Talent Stacker. By the time I turned 31, uh, I was in a position to retire because I, I come from a frugal background. Um, I didn't, you know, buy boats and vacation homes and nice cars. Those are things that I don't necessarily value. And I just focused on saving money and enjoying life and working from home. And when my daughter was born, uh, that's when I shifted to working part-time. But uh, yeah, when I, when I got to that position of being able to retire, I kind of looked around and I said, you know, I see my friends from high school and college. They're not seeing the success that I'm seeing necessarily. Uh, I see people around me in community groups and meetups that I go to, and they sort of have a loss of direction, not sure how to break into tech jobs. And I thought, you know, I'm not done working yet even though technically I don't need income anymore, I have a lot more than I feel like I can give. So I started Talent Stacker, which was my goal to uh, effectively just help people who are struggling to break into tech jobs and realize the potential of fully remote work and high paying jobs and these kind of things and uh, just start coaching people uh, on, on how to do that. And so that's exactly what I did and that's what I've been up to for the last couple of years now. That's so impressive, Bradley. I've got to tell you, um, you know, be being able to pull that off by the age of 31, uh, many of us work till you know, we're in the Freedom 75 plan, not the Freedom 31 plan. So congratulations on that accelerated success. I love that you uh, you mentioned you had some great mentors. And I'm a mm -hmm. big believer in that as well. I, I share that with you that some of the mentors I've had has, has, has really helped me in my sales career and now my business for the last 25 odd years. So I, I'm glad you recognize your mentors. And, and you started your business not for money. It was driven more by a purpose and a direction to help people, which is, is such a, a noble cause. And again, congratulations, Bradley. So if some of our listeners just heard what you just said, um, they must be thinking, okay, uh, maybe I'm interested. How should I dip my toes into the water? Do I need a specific college degree, tech-related background? Who really, Bradley, now just net this out for the listeners, who's a good fit for this? Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to answer that. And I, I just want to, you know, make sure you know I appreciate your kindness and, and sort of the feedback on, on that lengthy intro that I gave. But uh, 
Yeah. And, and I just wanted to note again and just harp on the fact that, you know, mentors are there and there are people, I think a lot of people who are successful want to help other people and you can take their help or you can ignore them because, you know, I, I just as easily could have said, no, I don't want to go to lunch. I just, I'm just, I'm pretty frugal. I'm just going to eat at the desk or, you know, my, my director would ask me uh, to go on bike rides with him. And, you know, it, it, I, I was probably 22 and he was probably 57 and there wasn't a lot we had in common, but it, just being open to relationships and actually caring about the people that are around you, I think opens you up to those mentorship opportunities because when you say yes to people and you start developing relationships, they, they, they want to help you. They want to see you succeed and they're willing to tell you things that maybe they shouldn't, right? Like maybe the business wouldn't want them to like my first mentor, uh, Jeff Richards, uh, he's retired now, so he won't mind, but, uh, you know, he, he was my director at the company and they gave me a raise to $42,000 from about 32 to 42 after my first year at the company. And he said, you know, Brad, that's not good enough. Like you were approved for a $60,000 salary. They lowballed you. You know, I shouldn't tell you that, but I will write you a letter of recommendation to help you move forward in your career and go do the right thing. So I would just say to people, like if you're, if you're younger, especially like latch onto those opportunities, not to use people, but to get to know people and you, you, you never know what might open up. Uh, so to answer your question, to actually answer your question, uh, people, you know, interested in, well, all right, I'm kind of interested, Brad, you said there's this career where I get to work from home and, um, make great income, but what are we, what are we talking about when we talk about great income? And, and if I'm going to get started, like, can I even get started? Is this right for me? Can I, do I have what it takes? And the short answer is you very likely do have what it takes. Uh, you do not need a tech background. You do not need a college degree. In fact, uh, uh, one of the individuals I was working with uh, just a few months ago uh, had a GED from high school. He opted out of high school in 11th grade. Um, it wasn't because he was a bad student or not capable. It was simply because he didn't see it. He didn't see the vision. He didn't understand the necessity of what he was learning or not learning in school. And so he opted out and he attempted a Salesforce career, you know, through, I, I guess, my mentorship now. And yeah, he landed a full-time, fully remote job and uh, he was actually uh, promoted uh, within six months of landing the job because he did such a great job. And I think he's uh, tagging almost $100,000 today. You're talking about what most people would have referred to as a kid with no high school diploma, um, rapidly succeeding in the space. So it's not about your degree or the background that you have. It's, it's not about what you've done in the past. It's about what you're going to do starting now. And so the question is, how do you start now? And so just to set expectations for the people that I work with, uh, it takes somewhere between four and six months. If you're listening to a show like this today to landing a Salesforce job, working from home, entry level salaries over $70,000, it takes about 5.3 months. I'm an analytics person. So 5.3 months is the average that we've seen, uh, after working with about 1500 people now. And that's what you should expect. So, so how do you get started? So we have a ton of free resources. We have a podcast called Salesforce for Everyone. Uh, that's a great place. Episodes one through eight are all about landing jobs um, as an entry-level professional and breaking in. Uh, trailhead.com is a great place to get free online training. And everything I'm going to tell you about is free. 
um, including if you go to our website, we consolidate everything for you, completely free resources at talentstacker.com forward slash free. So if you check those out, we've consolidated it down. I tell people I might be the worst salesperson in the world because I don't really care if you join my program. My interest is making sure that you succeed. And the last thing I want to see is somebody giving up because they don't have the right guidance. Um, so if you need help, if you have questions, uh, I'm an open book. You can ask me, you can email our company. We're always willing to help whether you're a customer or not. Um, but those are a lot of great places to get started. Um, so entry-level salary right now, average 72000 And then one year of experience, you can expect about 85000 uh, Two years, you should break the 100 k mark. And it caps out around year five at about 150000 unless you get into... Uh, management roles or directing a team or, or something like that. And of course you can get into independent consulting like I did and really disguise the limit when you're, you know, garnering your own clients and uh, sort of managing your own time and creating your own hourly rates and those kind of things. That's, that's remarkable. And so everyone listening, once again, talentstacker.com. Bradley's got a ton of free, said the word F R E E free resources that you can dive into. And if you need more help, as Bradley generously said, he's there as a resource to help people. And those are some, that staircase of income for, for you know, new tech employees, that's remarkable. That's, and even somebody mm-hmm. that's maybe a little older that wants to start something new, that could be a great mm-hmm. fit for them as well if they've got some, you know, some, some business experience to, to lean into to, to help them move forward. So Bradley, we talked a little bit about entry-level pay, but what kind of pay should people expect, say, in the first five years of their career? Yeah, yeah. So we touched on that a little bit. And yeah, so that entry-level pay, we're talking no experience at all, is right at about $72,000. You'll see some people take, you know, sixty-five k because they got the offer on the table and they don't want to miss out on getting the experience. Uh, but you'll see some people who maybe come from a high demand background, like maybe they came from healthcare or finance uh, or ingrained in the nonprofit space or something like that. So they are able to quickly join a company that really needs that background. We've seen those people started, you know, $85,000, $95,000 because the company values the background. But entry level, to set an expectation, I would say day one entry level you should be making seventy thousand uh, dollars. Year, yeah, year one probably closer to, you know, eighty-five thousand. Year two about a hundred thousand. Year three through five is where you're specializing. You're figuring out sort of where you are and where you're going to be. You can get specialized in marketing, specialized in sales, specialized in support processes. There's there's different things you can specialize in. And by the way, none of this requires any code. If you want to be a developer, you can be. But most of these jobs, I would say 70% of the Salesforce jobs do not require any uh, coding or programming skills or anything like that. Um, so after that, you would expect a plateau about $150,000, um, depending on what specialty you go into, maybe 140 to 160. Uh, and, and you can, you can continue forward from there. I mean, the, the, the tech space is so young and there's so many new professionals hired each year. That yeah, that there might be a few tens of thousands of people with 20 years experience, but they are hiring like Salesforce alone right now is forecasting 9 million new jobs in the next four years. 
so the brunt of the people working in the ecosystem are still fairly new. They're within their first five years. So when you have five years experience, you're really already a senior in the tech space, which is really interesting compared to other industries. Because in other industries, you might have to work 10 years just to be considered intermediate. And then to be a senior, you're going to need 20, 25 years experience to be considered a senior in whatever your field is. And in the Salesforce field, it's just not true. It's about, you know, five, maybe seven years. And you're really a senior resource top of the game at that point and are in high demand pretty much across any industry. That's uh, definite job security with, with that type of experience in an accelerated industry and with one of the, the, the world's you know, most valuable brands, Salesforce.com. Uh, Bradley, with the, with the recession looming over people's heads, I mean, we're all in interest rates. Mm-hmm. Everyone's worried about the world economy. Uh, is there you know, anything about Salesforce careers that is compelling during this time? Or should we just stick with what we're you know doing now given the current uncertainty yeah i think i think that's a great question and when when you look at i, I think we're, we're almost always in uncertain times and especially if you look back at the last three or four years it's like we get hit with a pandemic and then as soon as we come you know and stocks are plummeting but then they're back up and you know markets seem to be stabilizing but then all of a sudden we have inflation and then Stocks are starting to drop again and we're seeing markets, you know, losing value and people start to question, you know, gosh, what's going to happen? So I I think there's one aspect where just psychologically, you can always live in fear and you can always be scared of like, oh gosh, I better just hedge my bets because something awful might happen tomorrow. So I better just stay where I am and not do anything major because if I do, I might get in trouble. Um, I, I mean, you can live your life that way and that's perfectly fine, but I will say Salesforce is a pretty darn good place to take a chance. If you're at a point in your life where you're like, you know what? I don't want to go to work on Monday. I don't enjoy at all the work that I do. I think that I'm underpaid. I don't see any line of sight to a major promotion or a major pay raise for me in this industry. I'm having to commute into an office or a work site that I don't want to be on. And those are all the things where our people come to us and they go, you know what? When I went to college 20 years ago and I signed up to be whatever it is, I didn't realize how long 30 or 40 years of a career is. And maybe you don't hate your job, but you're just at a point where you're like, you know what? I've done it 20 years. I'm just ready for something else. And this can be a great place to go. And the reason I say that is because Salesforce is not industry specific. You can be a Salesforce professional at a manufacturing facility, at a logistics team with truck drivers, uh, with a um, major online retailer like Amazon, uh, you know, companies like Coca-Cola, mom and pop shops that are, you know, operating restaurants or startup businesses or really anything in between. So Salesforce is extremely uh, popular in healthcare and finance and the nonprofit space. Um, in the tech space in general with, you know, companies like Google, there are, it's so diversified as a platform that you can take that skill and let's say that mortgages take a dip like they did in 08 and the mortgage industry starts failing and you work for a mortgage company. You might get laid off, right? But the great news is you have a skill 
that is not industry specific. So you could be a Salesforce professional at a mortgage company today. And then tomorrow you could take a job as a Salesforce professional at a software company that's not struggling during the pandemic. So the nice thing is when, when we look at a recession or the pandemic that just occurred, we notice that certain industries struggle. And then at the same time, some industries actually thrive. And because Salesforce skills aren't industry specific, you can pivot from a struggling industry into a thriving industry without having to relearn skills because your Salesforce skills still apply to that business. So that's my advice. That's what I would say. And the cool thing is you can try all of this totally free. Like we already talked about it. We've already dropped the links. Like you don't have to take a risk. You don't have to go back to college. You don't have to quit your job. You can see if this is a fit for you with totally free resources, totally online. And there's really no risk in trying to see like, Hey, could this be for me? Why not? Why not find out? That's, that's tremendous. I, I love how you talked about sustainable skill sets, Bradley, that you could pivot on a dime. If one industry goes in the tank, you can take those skill sets with you because you can't unlearn something. Once you've got that, it's on your resume and it's a very shiny asset. And that makes you very mm -hmm. marketable to some other industry that might not be in the tank. It might actually, as you say, be doing well as a result of some economic shifts that go on. Mm -hmm. So our listeners must be going, okay, some of them anyway, uh, must be going, I, I'm really interested. What do I, do I have to buy something? Is there a way I can try this out or, or learn more? Is, I'm sure everyone's looking, you know, is there a catch, Bradley? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would not say that there is a catch. I would say that what, what you're doing and, and what you're hearing about right now is a very underserved community of talent. And when I talk to employers, and I talk to consultancies globally, they refer to it as a talent war. And they say, you know, it is so hard for us to find somebody to come do the job. And then once we hire them, it is so hard for us to keep them for a year because they're getting, like we talked about, they're getting a $30,000, you know, pay increase because some recruiters coming after them saying, Hey, I, I see, you know, you're at a job right now and I'll pay you 30,000 more to come join us. And it's very hard to keep talent. And that's because there's such a talent shortage. So, it's not necessarily that you need to be one in a million because you don't. I mean, in, in reality, if you follow a proven process, it's really inevitable because there's so much need for Salesforce talent. So uh, if you want to get started and I don't mean like start for free, there's a trial for free and then you have to pay like it is for free. You can just go to talentstacker.com forward slash free. Now, what you're going to find is like talent stacker, my company, we do have a paid program. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not just out here you know, spending my time and resources, giving things away. Um, while I do want to do that, we do have a paid program where we just walk you through everything. And it's, we have instructor-led training, we get you certified, uh, we can even get you a couple of certifications in the Salesforce space. We guarantee you hands-on projects uh, through projects that we actually uh, facilitate for you. We facilitate study groups. Uh, we do interview prep, we do job search strategy, we build a personal brand for you and a professional brand that showcases your value. No matter what background you're coming from, we find the transitional skills and we showcase those to make sure you look amazing. And we teach you even after you land a job, our program is lifetime access. So after you land a job, we help support you and make sure you're comfortable because you're going to feel uncomfortable moving into a new space. Um, so we make sure that you're supported at your new job, we make sure you're surrounded by a community uh, and then you don't have to go it alone. 
Now that is a paid program and it's about $2,200 at the time that we're recording this. Um, but, but all of that to say, you don't have to join the program. And I'm not even saying you should join it. What I'm saying is I think you should try the free content, make sure this is for you. And then if you're like, you know what? I love it. This is awesome. You know what? DIY approach, try to do it yourself. See what you see. And if you say, you know what? I want to join a program like Talent Stacker. Awesome. We'd love to have you. But if you think, you know what? I can do this on my own. I think I got it. We will still support you. If you want to shoot us a quick email, ask us a question in one of the community groups that we facilitate, ask questions. We're not going to try to sell you anything because this is a company that was created out of a passion after retirement. It is a, there's no need for revenue to make this company work because we don't need the revenue because we're already financially independent as a company. So we want to make money if we're going to put an effort and do mock interviews and facilitate, you know, instructor-led training and all those things. But if you want to DIY approach it and ask us a few questions along the way, by all means, we're hundred percent here for you. That's tremendous. Again, folks, uh, talentstacker.com is Bradley's website. So there's free resources if you want to try it yourself. And as Bradley suggests, that's probably a good place to start to get, you know, get your, wet your whistle a little bit. And if you want to accelerate having a mentored career path to success using some of Bradley's services, I know what I'd pick. I'd want the pro working for me. So, uh, so I, it's not all on my own shoulders, but, uh, uh, again, Bradley, thank you very, very much, sir, for coming on the show today and sharing your wealth of knowledge and uh, your expertise. It's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, so it, it was a pleasure to join you. I, I, I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to you know, spend some time hearing from me. Um, and if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com forward slash n forward slash Brad Force, uh, or you can just search Bradley Rice on LinkedIn. And it's this big orange background behind my picture. So uh, I don't think you can miss me, but yeah, feel free to reach out. It, it was a pleasure to be here. And I really appreciate you having me on. Awesome, Bradley. Again, Bradley Rice from Talent Stacker in Houston, Texas has been my uh, guest. Thank you, Bradley. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.